Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on a chilly Thursday morning. It's Thursday, Tim, not Friday. Don't say Friday like you did last hour. But it is my last day of the week, though, because Jack will be in for you tomorrow. Jack Spillane will be here, and he's got a lot that he wants to talk with you about, including his really, really great column at um, NewBedfordLight.org. Looking back at the life and legacy of former New Bedford mayor and longtime judge John Jack Markey. So you can read about that. And uh, discuss that with Jack Spillane tomorrow morning as he will be filling in for me tomorrow. And then Brian's filling in for me on Monday. And then we'll see what happens. If uh, if I don't feel like I can do it, I'll probably just call Brian and say, hey, can you come back in another day? But we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm pretty averse to taking long periods of time off. And it's mainly, you know, you've all probably done it. It's mainly that you come back into so much more. Like people pitch in and they, they, they cover you and they do things for you, but then it's still, it's just not the same. There's always stuff that has to get done. And so uh, I know that I'm going to be told to get up and try to get back into things as quickly as possible, but just not, you know, any heavy lifting or anything like that, which I went and I pre-bowled yesterday for my bowling league figuring, oh, I've got to do like four weeks worth of pre-bowling because I'm probably going to miss four to five weeks. And so I said, you know, if I can get four weeks in the books tonight, because I can't go tonight because, you know, they make you do certain things before you have surgery. Certain things you got to stay close to the restroom for. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I was like, I'll, I'll do four weeks. I could only get through two weeks. Just in, in the time that I had and my arm, so I had to feel like it was going to fall off. Wouldn't you know it? Bowling six games, the last game that I bowled, the sixth game, was the best that I had done out of all of them. And I was like, oh, why do I have to stop now? But I knew I wouldn't keep it going. So hopefully I can go and pre-bowl after a couple of weeks so that I can be slow and take my time and, and not have to hold everybody up. And if I have to bowl with a six-pound ball, I will. But certainly, uh, I got to make sure I don't overdo it because I have a tendency to do that. But anyway, yeah, Jack will be with you tomorrow. I'll be here with you for the remainder of today. So you can give me a call, 508-996-0500. Oh, my, I just realized I just gave people like a heart attack when I said that. Just the remainder of the show today. I'm not going to be here the whole day. There's people right now that are like, oh, my God, 
oh, there's no way. If I have to put up with even an extra 15 minutes of Weisberg, that's too much for me. No, I'll be here till nine. Uh, so you heard Phil mention in the news that uh, Governor Mara Healy gave her state of the state address last night and talked about things like, you know, wanting to reach out for federal funds to cover the cost of sheltering the migrants. She wants to continue on with the work that she did in her first year in office, such as making school lunches free for all students. Um, one of the things that she talked about was wanting to offer universal pre-K for all Massachusetts four-year-olds, but that they've certainly been able now, they just announced this to expand those types of services in gateway cities. A way to get, you know, kids in gateway cities, better childcare and early education. So this plan would guarantee that every four-year-old in the 26 cities, which include Worcester, Springfield, New Bedford, Taunton, and Chelsea, this is coming from WPRI, by the way, the chance at low or no cost to enroll their child in a high-quality preschool program by 2026. And it would also help an additional 4,000 low- and moderate-income families afford childcare by increasing eligibility for childcare financial assistance, the state's programs that help families pay for childcare and out-of-school out programs. And then that would lead to the new goal of universal pre-K for every four-year-old in the state. That's something that would come down the line. For now, they're looking to make it so that the gateway cities, the four-year-olds in the gateway cities, would have lower, no-cost, high-quality preschool programming. And this is a very important investment to make. I know that people will call up and say, why are we spending money to pay to watch somebody else's kids? But in a, it, it's, it's beneficial because a portion of the workforce or, or the missing workforce, the lack of being able to fill jobs, a portion of that comes from those parents who are stay-at-home parents. Listen, the reality of the situation is this. People were locked up and locked down for a majority of 2020. During that time, they had to entertain themselves at home. A lot of babies were made during that time. Those babies are now on the verge of turning four years old. You know, most of them are probably born you know, late 2020, early 2021. Those babies are going to be four years old before you know it. And they're going to need childcare because those parents need to get back to work. They probably have stayed home and not returned to the workforce because they had children while they were unemployed or working remote or whatever. Now they need to go back into the office. Well, I can't. I have a child. Can't afford the child care, so I'm just going to have to give up my job. This would allow more people to get back to work, and it would also give a better baseline beginning education to all students in Massachusetts. It sounds horrible to say, but the reality is not every 
five-year-old entering kindergarten comes in on an even playing field. And so you are still playing catch-up with a lot of those kids. If you can start the educational process, and again, it's rudimentary. I shouldn't say rudimentary. Um, elementary, which is a little too on the nose, but it's certainly elementary for kids that age, but it is still a positive step that gets everybody around the same level heading into kindergarten. And then, you know, when you start getting into the ages where it really counts, such as MCAS testing, you're ahead of the game now. So I think it's a, a, a worthwhile investment to offer that. And, and by the way, not every student has to take advantage of it or every four-year-old has to take advantage of it. Some people will continue to be stay-at-home parents. Some people have just decided that's the way to do it. That's what we did with my son. We looked at what childcare costs and the inconveniences it can bring up. I wasn't not going to work the two jobs that I was working because one paid the bills and one was me trying to further my career. So it just made sense for my wife at the time to stay home. And we did that for 10 years. And was it a struggle? Sure. We made it work. So I think that there will be some families that continue to, to look at it from that perspective. But having this opportunity to get kids started off on the right foot a little bit earlier, I think will pay dividends down the line. Not only for them, but also for their parents then to be able to return to work or pick up more hours or be able to just afford more things because they're paying for childcare now at a high cost. Also part of the governor's speech was a $4 billion housing plan, which she says will make it easier to find affordable places to live in the state. And she plans to testify in favor of the bill at a state house hearing today. So points out that the lack of affordable housing is holding back Massachusetts and said, I want people who are born here to be able to stay here. I want their children to be able to stay here. I want people who own businesses here to be able to expand their businesses and hire more employees, employees who can live here. And that's because we have seen large numbers of people leaving Massachusetts in recent years. And of course, when that happens, a majority of the time, it's for economic reasons. You're always going to have some addition, some subtraction, some attrition. You're always going to have that happening every year. But the numbers that we've seen are concerning. Why are people leaving? And more often than not, it's because of financial reasons. And it's because it's hard to find an affordable place to live. I don't know. See, if you're comfortable, if you have, say you live in a home where you've been paying your mortgage now for five or 10 years and it's, it's just part of your budgeting and you understand and you, you have it ready to go and you have a few payments even in the bank just in case something happens, it probably doesn't affect you much. If you are 
a longtime renter, you know, somebody like my grandparents who moved into a home that was owned by somebody else when they first got married and stayed in that home until they died. Stayed in that home until they were in their late 70s and early 80s. Probably 50, 60 years they lived in this in this home. And then after they lived, after they passed away, one of their children lived in that home. And then when she moved out because she got married, their granddaughter lived in that home. The, the, and the landlord lived right next door. It was a two-family duplex. They were like family. If you live in one of those situations and you're not worried about ever having to leave or have your rent raised, it probably doesn't affect you. But if you are out on the rental market and you are seeing the prices that are out there, you just scratch your head and say, how can you? I look at it and I say, how can people afford this? Because I know what I do for a living and I know what I pay for rent. And I look at what I could afford if I wasn't paying that and I say, I wouldn't be able to pay these prices. Man, if I had to rent a a three-bedroom home, a three-bedroom apartment, I wouldn't be able to afford it. So I don't know how folks are getting by and they're going to need this help. Now, of course, it all depends on what this $4 billion plan is, and we'll get more details today as she testifies at the State House regarding the plan. But it's not an easy fix. And I don't think she's going to be proposing anything as radical like rent stabilization, rent control. But I do think it's going to be something that people are going to look at it. And, of course, the anti-Mora Healy folks aren't going to like it no matter what it is. But something's got to get done. Because people are ending up with nowhere to go. And if you've got people with nowhere to go, your homeless population increases. You've already taken on unsheltered migrants that you have to house. You're going to put more stress on the system of trying to find people places to live. Something's got to get done. You know, people say we should be taking care of our own residents first. Well, this is how we are going to have to do it. It's not just about taking the ones that are on the street and finding them a place to live. Yes, you have to do that. Absolutely, I agree. But you also have to find ways to prevent people from being out on the street in the first place. So I'll be interested in hearing more about that program. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. You can also use the app chat and open line features on the WBSM app, which, of course, is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. If you have never downloaded the app, you can just go right to your app store and download it. It's easy. It's free. If you don't know how to get it from your app store, you can go to our website and download it there from the Listen tab. And if you're still not sure, you can email me, tim at wbsm.com, and I will send you a direct link to download it. Just if you email me asking for the app, just let me know what, what kind of device you have. If it's an Apple, if it's an Android, if it's a Google device, let me know so I can send you the right link. 
And speaking of uh, Android, they announced the new S24 phone that will be coming out later on this month. I've actually been due for an upgrade for a little while. Or I've been eligible for an upgrade, I should say. I'm probably due because the storage is pretty full on my phone, but I was waiting for this phone because it's supposed to be a dramatic increase over the current models that are out there. It's also a price increase. And I was looking at the price. I mean, I usually get the the ultra version of the phone, not the the base, because I have to do more with my phone as part of my job. And the price for the phone is about $1,500. Obviously, you break that up over payments, but still. At a time when you can get a, a laptop computer for three or four hundred bucks, fifteen hundred dollars. The price of technology. Uh, let me take a quick phone call here before I have to go to the break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. How you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I just heard you talking about the fifteen hundred dollars. We're getting some feedback there. Are you still there? Nope, sounds like uh, you might have cut out. All right, well, I'm going to take the break. You can try giving us a call back, 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. Oh, baby, I love you way every day, yeah, yeah. Welcome back in. Say, what are you doing on Saturday? Do you want to get out of the house and learn about something new? Well, listen, it's going to be cold after the little bit of snow we're going to get on Friday. Saturday is expected to be chilly. Why not warm yourself up with some nice French cognac? You can actually sample some cognac and learn all about it at Stevie's Wine and Spirits in Fairhaven this Saturday. So if you want to take part in this free class all you have to do is just register first. You can go to Stevie's Wine and Spirits on Facebook or go to the event page at stevieswineandspirits.com and sign up to take this class. It is a free class. Of course, you've got to be 21 plus, but you get to learn all about what makes cognac cognac and how it's made, what the aging process is, the different flavor notes, and you get to sample some for yourself. So check it out. It's happening this Saturday at Stevie's Wine and Spirits in Fairhaven. And again, you can follow them on Facebook at Stevie's Wine and Spirits and get all of their updated information about upcoming classes and tastings. Or you can go to the event page at Stevie's Wine and Spirits 
Com. We are going to be going into the news and get all the uh, headlines of the day from Phil Devitt. On the other side of that, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500. One of the things that I want to talk about is, I don't know if you've seen this new sitcom that's on NBC. I don't watch a lot of network sitcoms. I find them to be formulaic and annoying and dumb. And a laugh track certainly goes right up my spine, but... There's a new sitcom on NBC that has some local connections that are pretty interesting. So we can talk about that coming up in just a few moments and whatever else is on your mind. 508-996-0500. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Former President Trump says he is the one who should see a payday from the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial. And I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. Trump made the remarks outside the courtroom Wednesday. A judge overseeing Carroll's defamation trial against Trump in Manhattan threatened to toss Trump out after Carroll's lawyers complained the former president was making comments the jury could hear. Those comments included witch hunt and it was a con job. In response, Judge Lewis Kaplan said if Trump kept making comments like that, he'd throw him out of the courtroom. The trial involves public comments that Trump made about Carroll when he was president, while last year a jury found Trump liable for sexually abusing and defaming Carol, and she was awarded $5 million in damages. Carol said she's testifying to stop Trump from telling lies. She's expected on the stand today. The aide who called 911 for Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin on New Year's Day apparently asked the ambulance to be discreet because of a request from Austin's team to be, quote, subtle. The Pentagon has been criticized in light of Austin's secrecy over his condition. In a recording of the 911 call obtained by CNN, the aide says, we're trying to remain a little subtle. The dispatcher explains that ambulances typically turn off lights and sirens on residential streets. The aide requests Austin to be taken to Walter Reed on the call. He was treated at the hospital earlier for prostate cancer and then readmitted for complications, which the White House and national security officials didn't know about. Fourteen Democrats are joining House Republicans in denouncing President Biden's border policies. A GOP resolution passed in the House Wednesday with full Republican support, urging Biden to end what they call his administration's open border policies. House Republicans have been holding committee hearings about possibly impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the border. With the anniversary of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade coming up Monday, Senate Democrats held a briefing Wednesday on the state of abortion rights in the U.S. They were joined by Dr. Austin Dennard, an OBGYN in Texas. We no longer have the basic human rights for freedom and self-determination that my mother and her generation relied on for nearly 50 Years. The lawmakers suggested the vast majority of Americans support the right to abortion and that it should be women making decisions about their pregnancies, not politicians or judges. A county commission meeting in Reno, Nevada opened with a satanic invocation. A member of Reno Satanic, a local Satanist group, delivered the invocation, which started with a chant in Latin and ended with this. And the spirit of the unconquerable sun, the bringer of light and knowledge, we say, Shemham Farash, hail Satan. The group said, as this was the first time a satanic invocation has been given in front of a body of government in Nevada. It's been getting backlash on social media. For legal compliance purposes, anyone is allowed to speak during the invocation, whether they're religious or not. 
A 42-year-old Taunton man was struck and killed by two vehicles while walking on Route 1 in Rentham Tuesday night. The driver of one of those vehicles, 73-year-old Gregory Stahl, now faces charges accused of leaving the scene and driving with an expired license. And a former New Bedford man has pled guilty to fraud charges for an online romance scam that netted him more than half a million dollars from victims. 38-year-old Chuck Wanunso Douglas Umegbo is due for sentencing in April. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics beat the San Antonio Spurs at TD Garden last night, 117-98, a game with the Denver Nuggets Friday. The Boston Bruins play the Colorado Avalanche at TD Garden tonight at 7. Now, a look at your forecast with ABC6. Frigid air mass continues in place across the region, mostly dry for today. We'll be seeing increasing clouds this afternoon. In the meantime, this morning, mostly sunny, the temperature in the teens, but wind chill values will remain in the single digits. As we head into the afternoon, temperatures climb to around 30, upper 30s is the normal high, gusty winds. Making it feel like in the teens overnight, dry and tracking some snow for tomorrow. From the UBC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. this show so you're gonna hear blur you're gonna hear oasis you're gonna hear pulp you're gonna hear all those brit pops band of the brit pop bands of the 90s we like that we like glam rock we like all kinds of things you don't hear other places so you never know what we're gonna spin for some of the music on the program say if you are a tv viewer and you watch network television you probably know that so many sitcoms are just formulaic. That's why a show like Modern Family became such a, a, a breakout hit because it was different. It, it, it had some of the same tropes, but it had a different style of presentation. And, you know, you look at some of the shows that kind of stood out and, and broke out of the mold. Shows like Married with Children, which was like an anti-sitcom almost. Uh, you know, Roseanne certainly was one that, especially in its heyday, that kind of stood out. But a lot of times, a lot of them just seem the same to me. And recycled plots from other sitcoms. And, and why does that happen? Because a lot of the writers go from sitcom to sitcom. But there's a new show on NBC that is 
I've watched two episodes of it. It's it's okay. I mean, I laughed a few times, but it's actually based on a true story. And it's based on a true story that relates to something very Massachusetts. So the show itself, it's called Extended Family, and it stars John Cryer, who you probably know from Two and a Half Men and the John Hughes movies of the 80s. He is the main star of the show, uh, along with Abigail Spencer, who was on, uh, I don't know, I think she was on Grey's Anatomy, and uh, and also Donald Faison, who you've seen on Scrubs and other shows and everything. And the show takes place in Boston. Lenny Clark plays John Cryer's father, so you get a, a great dose of Lenny Clark in every episode, which never going to complain about more Lenny Clark. But also... I thought it was interesting because I didn't know anything about the show going into it. I'd seen some pre some uh, commercials for it and said, well, I'll check that out someday. Like, generally, I eat dinner in front of the TV and I'll try to turn on something that's like a half an hour long so that I'm not, and, and something that I'm not going to have to pay total attention to because I'm eating dinner while I'm watching TV. So I threw this on last night and I see at the very beginning, you know, obviously it takes place in Boston. They have some Boston scenes in the opening credits. But then they also show Donald Faison sitting at a table in front of a backdrop for the Boston Celtics. And I said, what's all that about? Well, it turns out that his character in the show is the owner of the Boston Celtics. And in the credits at the beginning of the show, you know, they flash those little credits on the screen as, as they're doing the opening scene. I saw that one of the executive producers was Wick Grousebeck the co-owner of the Boston Celtics. And so I looked it up and, you know, tried to find out what this is all about. Well, it turns out the show is based on Wick's life. Wick and his wife, Corinne, were married for a number of years. They divorced a while back. I, when I was covering the team, you know, Corinne would always be at the game sitting right next to Win, uh, right next to Wick. And she was more involved in interacting with the, with the, the, the games than, than he was. She was the one that was always jumping up out of her seat and pumping her fist. And she was, you know, it was fun watching her reactions to the things that went on. But they, you know, separated, they divorced, and Wick married someone else. Her name is Amelia Fazalari. And as it turns out, Amelia Fazalari was married before to a man named George Geyer. And George Geyer is a huge Celtics fan. Lifelong Celtics fan. So imagine how that must have been for him to have his ex-wife dating and then marry the owner of the Celtics. That can be awkward, right? But what's interesting is that this trio of adults, they decided that they weren't going to let the divorce impact the kids that in their in their way of putting it it was the adults that were having the problem not the kids it was the adults that were that needed a change in the lifestyle not the kids so they created so george and and uh, amelia created this thing called nesting where they have their home that they lived in with the kids the kids stay there and rather than the kids getting shuttled from parent to parent, you know, you, you're home with this mother or you're home with the mother all week long. You get the weekends with the father. Instead, the adults switched off staying at the home. So the kids never had to leave. The mom would stay there. 
And then when, when it wasn't her time to be with the kids, she would step out and the dad would come in and stay. And so that's the concept that they brought to the sitcom. And of course, hilarity ensues. And uh, it's funny because what was happening is Wick was always saying in this situation that he had, because he became friends with George, his new wife's first husband. And they started, you know, they got along and obviously being a Celtics fan, he would go to games and everything. And so they, they had this dynamic that really worked where, where their divorce was amicable and they were able to make it work. And that Wick would always say, this is a sitcom, this is a sitcom. And I guess at one point, Tom Warner, one of the co-owners of the Boston Red Sox and a very successful television producer, I guess he was vacationing with the Grouse Becks and he heard Amelia talking to George on the phone and, you know, hanging up and, okay, I love you. And it's like, I thought you were going to call your ex-husband. I did. I was talking, that's my ex-husband. I was talking to my ex-husband and he was kind of blown away by the fact that they had that kind of a relationship and Wick said, well, hold on, let me tell you the whole story. And Wick was basically like, I've always thought it would make a great show. And Tom Warner was like, it would make a great show. And so they developed it into a sitcom, and that's what this extended family show is. So it's based on, and I guess from my understanding, from what I was reading in some articles, uh, George Geyer, at least, sits in with the writing staff a couple times a month and pitches them ideas of things that happen in their lives. And those, those real-life situations are making it into some of these episodes. And, of course, the three of them, George, Amelia, and Wick, are all executive producers of the show. So they all have a stay in what's going on and what's being presented. Very, very interesting. Something that you would think is not, you know, I mean, granted, it sounds like everything worked out well for everybody, but it's also a personal thing. You wouldn't want to think you'd put it out there for the world, but that's what they've done. So I, I mean, I, listen, I don't think this is going to be the next great, you know, it's going to last 10 years equal with Friends and Seinfeld and Modern Family and all those types of sitcoms, but it's it's an amusing show. It's something that I might throw on now and then. I'm not going to probably watch it religiously, although I do like the Celtics connection. And because Wick Grousebeck is producing the show, he reached out to the NBA and said, if we're going to tell the story, I really want to tell the story from the perspective of being the Boston Celtics. If I have to use a, a fictional name because you won't give us the rights to use the Boston Celtics because the NBA actually owns the, the licensing of all the franchises, it's going to feel weird if we have to call it some weird generic name. And so the NBA agreed. And so now... The character played by Donald Faison is the owner of the Boston Celtics. And Rick Fox plays the GM of the team, former Celtic and Laker and longtime actor. So and it, the show is produced by Mike O'Malley, who is a Boston comedian who was in a number of TV series. Um, I used to like the show that he was on yesteryear with Anthony Clark, who was also in Boston. A lot of Boston connections here. But you, you know Mike O'Malley. If you don't know him, you know him. You'll definitely recognize his face. If you grew up watching Nickelodeon game shows, he was the host of Nick Arcade, I think, was, was the one that he hosted. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting and, and humorous show. It's worth checking out an episode or two, seeing what you think. Just the typical John Cryer character and 
situations pulled right from the real life of, of Celtics owner Wick Rousebeck and his family. So, again, it's called Extended Family, you know, because they're exes. Extended Family. And uh, not because they're mutants with mutant powers. But you can check it out. It's on NBC. I don't know when it airs. I watched it on the Peacock app. But uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. All right. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I forgot my favorite man sitting over there. His name is Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina. Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina. Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina. Mr. 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 Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina. So, who is Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina? Where'd that come from? Well, it actually, Del the Funky Homo Sapien picked it up from a monkey song, Zilch, which is on their headquarters album, which is a wacky album that has all kinds of weird stuff like that. But that was... At the beginning of that track, Zilch, it's each member of the monkeys just repeating one phrase over and over again and then overlapping each other. And Peter Tork comes in with Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. And the origin of the phrase, because it became a microphone test, when people would pick up a microphone, you know, sometimes people would be like, check one, two, check, check, check one, two. Uh, some people do the one, two, hey, hey, one, two. But a lot of times, you know, you're not going to get a, a pop by saying check one, two, if you want to check to see if the microphone pops with B's and P's. So Mr. Dobelina, Mr. Bob Dobelina became a way to test the microphone to see if it pops. So the story kind of got around that it had always been a microphone test and that they just worked it into that record. But Mike Nesmith revealed in 2021 that he actually heard it over the speaker of a department store when he was shopping with his wife in San Antonio. And they heard somebody over the speaker say, Mr. Bob, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. And he remembered that and, and they worked it into the record. And then, of course, Dell sampled it for his track, Mr. Dabalina. So there you go. Dumb little music trivia. That's what I provide for you here. If nothing else, that's what you're going to get here on the program. You know what else you're going to get here on the program? Recommendations for great places to get great food, like the butcher shop. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. It is a place where you can not only get high-quality meats, but not at high-quality prices. You can get great cuts of meat, whether you want some beef, some chicken, lamb. They've got all kinds of stuff there. They get rabbit. They get goat. They get the things that you can't find other places, and they cut it to your specifications. They have great cuts of meat, prime rib, tomahawk steaks, terrace major, they have giant chicken wings. And, of course, the celebrity pork chops. Everybody loves the celebrity pork chops. They also have lobsters. They have codfish. They have everything you can possibly imagine ready for you to take home and prepare. They also have marinated meats, seasoned meats. They can get it ready for you to just take home and throw on the stove or on the grill. But they'll also cook things up for you. And they cook up fresh food every day. You can stop in and get a quick lunch to go. You can stop in and get a quick dinner to go. Maria's homemade rice pudding 
everything you can possibly imagine. They have it there at the butcher shop. And then you can go downstairs into the beer and wine cellar, bring yourself home a bottle of something to help enjoy your meal with. So check out the butcher shop, 123 Dharma Street in New Bedford. It is a real neighborhood market, a real neighborhood butcher shop, and a real neighborhood feel because they take care of you. They treat you like you are part of the family because at the butcher shop, you are. Again, the butcher shop, 123 Dharma Street in New Bedford. We'll be right back. All right, let's squeeze in a quick call here before the end of the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Is this Mr. Bob Doubleina, Mr. Bob Doubleina? <laughs> Speaking in the flesh. Yes. Now, when I would sing karaoke, when I'm when handed the microphone, I would always go, testing, testing. For some reason, I would say that. Well, I'm sure it got a reaction out of the crowd, too. I'm sure it got their attention. <laughs> right. Now, that song you just played, mm-hmm. it sounds a bit like Will Smith. You ever think of that? A little bit, yeah. That's actually yeah. uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who's actually uh, Ice Cube's cousin. And uh, oh. he was also a member of the group Gorillaz with Damon Albarn, who is the singer of Blur, which was the song that I played before. Very good. My, my right, mind Jim. goes in weird places sometimes. <laughs> there you go. But it's good places for us listening. Well, thank you. <laughs> Have a good one, Jim. You as well. Take care. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of great music out there that people just forget about. And so I try to bring some of that to the table and try to remind you of it. Speaking of things I'm going to remind you of, I'm also going to remind you of if you are looking for work or looking just to make some extra money, if you are looking for a way that you can help, Well, why not become a bus driver? Tremblay Bus Company desperately needs school bus drivers, monitors, and van drivers. And it's a great job for retirees, for stay-at-home parents, or anyone looking to earn great pay while supporting local students. And if you don't have your CDL, but you're willing to learn, well, then they're willing to train you. And you can find out more about this by visiting tbcbus.com. That's TBC for Tremblay Bus Company, tbcbus.com. Join Tremblay Bus today make some money, and help kids get safely to school. And I know, listen, I had some great bus drivers during my time in school. It always used to freak me out, though, when I'd go play over my friend's house after school and then come home, and I'd walk in the front door, and there would be my bus driver sitting at the the table drinking coffee with my mom, and I'd say, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do now? But my Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.